This station is non-operational. All right, Jared. Well, we got some things to discuss on this order, on this episode of the next episode. You probably noticed. You noticed that we haven't been on the internet for a little bit, right? Have we not? We haven't been up there. Oh, man. Silent. Damn. Silence of the Lambs, which is a movie that came out in 1991, which is the year that this album came out. Sailing the seas of G's. Yeah, that's exactly how is they want how you to, to say, say it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking from Primus. This is going to be interesting. Les Claypool, Larry Lalonde, and Tim Alexander, all fa- insane musicians. Tim Alexander, one of my favorite drummers of all time. Batman. He's in the top five. Yeah. And the person who took his place for a while on Primus, specifically the Brown album, Brian Nuevez, I think. Brain. Brain from Praxis, and then played with, uh, I think he and Buckethead played with uh, Guns N' Roses for a little while. Oh, yeah. I know or Buck- with I know Buckethead did, yeah. 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 Um, so, anyway, hey, fucking nice to be talking to you people again. We're back. We're back, baby. <laughs> no one's Mr. popular Costanza. demand. Yeah. <laughs> We're back like that ringworm you thought you got rid of yeah. three months ago. Yeah, you, you but now told your foot is itchy. Yeah, if I can told your mom you got it from a wrestling mat, but really yeah. it was from sleeping over your friend's house. <laughs> making out with his dog when everybody was sleeping. Anyway. Exactly. That's what you've been missing <laughs> for the last however many months. Yeah. We're we got a new web presence, new yeah. management. We're all we're all in. We're all we're in. Back in this. Yep. And now on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to get up on all the platforms. So if you can't hear us on one platform, you obviously found us because you're listening to this. So I, I don't know. Stick with where you can find us, and we're going to try to propagate throughout. We'll find you. Yeah, and then we'll find you. And we got some good stuff in the future. We've been Come you've on. been doing crazy mad magic to the studio, brother. Crazy mad magic. Studio magic. Man. It feels like if there wasn't a global pandemic and an impending financial collapse, we would really be making some progress. We'd be killing it. Kind of think we're insulating ourselves so we can kill it despite the pandemic. (laughs) I appreciate the glass wall you put between us. Yeah, plexiglass, but thanks. Yeah. yeah. You know, (laughs) as it would happen, everybody's podcast is booming right now at the moment because everyone's staying home and, and we're completely off the air. It, it was just killing me. It sucks. That was that was the post today on Twitter. Like, God, I made it late to the Zoom party, y'all. But is it is it? We've is been it, pre-funking at home, so we're already caught up. <laughs> is it just our style that we can be like kind of first to the game, but also late to the game at the same time? Because you know, there's so many people that st- have started podcasts since we've started this podcast. Sure, we got ten years under our belt. Yeah, plus. Yeah, we're ten plus right 10 now. Ten plus. A fat 10. A fat 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that ace is about to pop and we're going to get 21 standing on our heels. Is that a saying? Sure. Uh, all right. Is now. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Um, it's It feels a little bit different recording this one, knowing that we actually can put it out on the air. And so let's put it out <laughs> right up front. You can jump the line. You're going to get some You're gonna get some backlog after this. Yeah. Because honestly, we didn't. We never stopped podcasting. We just no. stopped posting. Can't you want to know why? It's a long story. Can't stop us though. <laughs> yeah, you can't stop us. 
this is our shit, brother. People try to stop us, but they can't to. stop us. Yeah, man, I ran hurdles in high school, man. That's right. Just, I can right over that. jump over that shit and keep moving. Um, I was a four-stepper, though, by the way. Edwin Moses, best hurdler in the history of everything, mm-hmm. except for the Irish girl. Oh, my God, the brunette Irish hurdler. Have you seen this lady? She's fantastic. It's, it's like one of those things where you're like, thank you, God, for being able to create something so beautiful. Is this like recent? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. It's like the last few Olympics or so. Okay. Anyway, we'll get back to that. you're talking about like old times. Like no, no. I was Jesse Owens and shit. That's my, that's my sports hero right there. That's my, that's my friend. I would love to be friends with Jesse Owens. Um, anyway... I stepped four times between hurdles. We'd go over right foot, then left foot, then right foot, then left foot. No alternation. You got to be above 5'9". Basically, (laughs) 5'9 seems to be the cut (laughs) before you can just go... inseam length. Yeah, yeah. You can just go three-steppers. I can never do the three-stepper. No. But most people couldn't do the four-stepper. They don't like going over switch foot. It's kind of odd. It's odd. It's like a a bowling approach. You know what's almost as odd as that? Talking about hurdling. (laughs) Jared... It's hot hurdle talk coming Dur- at you during 2020. my days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll get more into my my. I'll bring twenty twenty. The year of what? Did 20? we even decide? It's the year of fuck it, right or what? Well, we might have to change this one midway through the year. I, we we might have to. Twenty twenty is the year of just go to hell, man. <laughs> let's uh, reserve the right to be able to change it halfway through the year, no matter what. Yeah. From here on out. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Go to hell. <laughs> Good yeah, I remember for a second I said 2020 plenty plenty yeah that ain't it <laughs> so I'm running hurdles in high school hanging out with Arthur Brett fucking uh, 1991 so I haven't graduated yet this is 11th grade okay. big year yeah, yeah. driving I got my own soundtrack now Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what bands came out or hit with some sick albums in it's 1991 yeah some other bass heavy bands. Good times in lives. Good times in the lives. Good times jumping over hurdles. Uh, <laughs> and then um, and then after school and on my way to school, maybe during lunch, we'd throw in fucking Primus. Public Enemy was pretty heavy in our rotation at this point. I was trying to not like Public Enemy, but I, I <laughs> it is tough. Your Long Island blood just wouldn't it's, let it go. Wouldn't let it happen, man. Nah, man. <laughs> uh, this was a hurdle. These guys were always a hurdle to me. Um, and I... I I know a couple songs off this album, and I like them, but I never got far into a Primus album back in the day. Yeah, sure. They're tough. And I haven't listened to them in a long time, so this might be, I might be, it might be uh, that point in my life where I'm ready to let let them in to my heart again. Now, you played with a bassist and a singer uh, who was heavily influenced by Flea and also really liked Primus. I'm talking about Mike. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he liked Primus. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, I remember having conversations with him, or at mm-hmm. least it's coming back to me now. And so it surprises yeah, JD me. JD, too. Really, JD? Big, big Primus fan. All right. I think my brother is, I like too. I think my brother Dave. Yeah, everyone, uh, yeah. Bob, everyone loves, everyone loves Primus. It surprises me, but also you have such a good taste for music. I could see how this band would rub you in all the wrong ways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because they're real, you know, they're... Um, Kind of on the nose, real, real rhythmic, real uh, um, kind of frantic, frenetic. Yeah. It kind of has this hastened energy. Then it has this crazy laid back humor. But yeah, you also, I appreciate the humor though. That's where I think their their 
call outs to like the young ones and Monty Python. Mm. I think they're big fans of those guys. <laughs> and so I think you'd be able to hang out with these guys. The humor I get and the humor I appreciate and I enjoy, but it's like uh, I put them up. I guess in my mind, they're kind of in that. I, I put them in that same room with uh, Tom Waits. Where it's like, okay. Yeah, you, you, you're, you're, you're going all in on this thing. Mm-hmm. I commend you for your commitment. Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> now i think that i think that's pretty accurate with it with come on right how to take them for sure um and there are diehard tom waits fans who and same thing with like nick cave you know where it's just like and all those people are super talented for sure and that's this band this band is so talented when you watch them play, you're also not sure if they're actually doing anything. You see Les dancing around. He's got this big high knee, real signature yeah, silhouette. The, the stomp. Yeah, the stomp. Yep. Um, but when he's playing the bass, it'll be the most complicated bass lines. <laughs> and it looks like his left hand is just a mitt and his right hand just kind of flapping. And you're like, there's no way that combination. They're so good. And there's this level of musicianship that I've noticed out there. Uh, George Harrison, a little bit, uh, Prince, a little bit, where you just can't quite match what their hands doing, uh, the rhythm of it, and what you're hearing. Um, that you know, those are guitar examples. Magic. Here's the bass example. Flea, a little bit too, but Flea, you see that real percussion with his right hand, so yeah. you kind you're putting it there. Yeah. Less, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I don't see where anything's coming from. <laughs> Tim Alexander is putting so many little flim flam fills. Just all over the place. Flippity flamity. And he's he's in that that same vein as the big drummer, the like a, like a Danny Carey, where okay. just a, a big person. You're right. That's a the large mammal. It's the, the wheelhouse kid. for drummers. <laughs> <laughs> Can't deny it. You gotta have mass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That does yeah. seem to be the case. I'm trying to think of my favorite scrawny drummer. Tough. Oh, Blackie Onassis from Urge Overkill. I'm gonna say uh, Sydney good. Blackman. Oh yeah, she's thin. She's slender. Blackwell or Blackman? Blackman. Yeah. Uh, Santana. Blackman Santana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, the Santana drummer, fucking kind of a thin dude, little guy in the uh, in the the um, song. But you know, like the exceptions approve the rule. Right, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Funny enough, my name didn't come up in that. Anyway, listen to the first. We only played together for a while. Um, That's why I don't think you're scrawny, Chris. That's why I appreciate. Would never call you scrawny. (laughs) Wiry. Lean, sporty. <laughs> you got a sporty physique. I'll take it. I'll sporty. Totally take it. Uh, <laughs> um, this album's going to start out with a, just a nice little beckoning. Um, this album kind of has a bookend sound to it. Would you say it's a concept album? Yeah, it's, it's this. Okay, so are they all concept albums to some point? For sure. Oh, that's just the only Primus album I ever owned in my life was Electric Uncle Sam. Yeah. It was all right. You can, I listened to it about three times. <laughs> <laughs> for, for Primus albums, you can almost um, use refrigerator magnets to come up with their titles. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I bought this one because my friend told me Tom Morello was on it. Really? I think he's on it. Or he, he may not oh, have been on it, but I bought Sam. it. I bought it under the, uh, the guys, assumption yeah. that Tom Morello was on it. I don't know if they have any guest musicians on this album i didn't really research it too much it's kind of what was happening around the time yeah they seem rather insular like they wouldn't have a lot of outside influence one of the best three pieces ever hey mm-hmm. all right put it on the board let's put it on the board <laughs> <laughs> let's listen let's uh, let's start this thing all off, right man. let's get it on 
Which is, here comes the bastards, right? The Seas of Cheese intro. Comes later on. Imagine. It's 42 seconds worth. Isn't that bow right away? They're not afraid from the low end. He kind of speaks like this too. That oh, that, that nasally voice. Come on, man. <laughs> Just let, let it go to what? Just let it roll through. Yeah, yeah. These little ship sounds. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of fishing imagery throughout this. Also, race cars. Oh, yeah, Bobby plays this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he's just pressing the strings when yeah. he's doing this. Little tap, tap Samarons. I mean, you've got that. Yeah, I'm with this. Yeah, it's bass and drums tight. Where the guitar really is just kind of through most of their stuff. It's either giving a little sing song or backing it up. Yeah. I like the kind of abstract shit he would do over the top too. Some sort of narrative in his head when he's singing, and it's very rarely about, if ever, about love or uh, running hurdles in high school <laughs> right. or uh, any kind of that like reminisce stuff, except for some weird, bizarre view, you know, a strange buddy he used to hang out with, or Larry Lalonde's ex girlfriend Winona. <laughs> um, there's some, there's some old world storytelling going through his head. He, he's, he's like a uh, you know, um, I don't know, old timey poet, maybe snake charm or snake uh, juice salesman coming through uh, your your town. There's a carnival aspect to their direction of music. Sure. There's a real heavy like military kind of uh, percussiveness to it. Marching at times. cadences, yeah. And then they'll break into what this album has famously is some of their biggest hits, you know, more straightforward kind of tunes. Yeah, his voice isn't even as annoying on this one. It's like, okay. He can, you could have too much of Les Claypool. There, there's a knob, you know? Yeah. Of like dry to wet mix, you know? Sometimes. Yeah. Get a dollar back. What do I know? So this thing's getting recorded at... um. Fantasy Studios or something like that? Yeah, Fantasy Studios. Uh, and that's in California. Fantasy Studios did a whole mess of other artists uh, coming through there. Grateful Dead was over there. Green Day's over there. MC Hammer's over there. Herbie <laughs> Hancock's over there. Ben Harper. Everyone from MC Hammer to Primus. Sonny Rollins. Um, yeah, so go ahead and cut it there. Sorry, caught me on, caught me looking. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Enrapturing you with whoever else was at Fantasy. But, you know, full-on studio. So these guys get their second album. They're never going to really be radio heavy. 
a little bit of Tommy the Cat. You know, Jerry was a race car driver. It's probably their, their I big boys. do like boys. that song. Uh, Winona's Big Brown, big brown Beaver. <laughs> That's uh, another one that made on the radio that for a little bit. That was a big hit. Yeah. That's not on this record, though, right? No. But Jerry, a race car driver, was. Yep. Yeah, it's coming up, I see. Yeah. I think this is the album that allowed Larry Lalonde to date Winona Ryder <laughs> after she was with Johnny Depp. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's those times, dude. Yeah. You know, musicians, yeah, guitar players, <laughs> whatever. I mean, that's <laughs> there's not a lot of perks to the job, okay? You know, not everybody gets the, the big bucks, yeah. Sometimes all you can take is that sweet, sweet Winona, Winona. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Baker, yeah, if you please. I mean, there's a there's like accordion in the background, way back there. There you go. That's a groove. Yeah, I can get with this. Listen to all these little dr- drum. Give me some lyrics here. No dice. No, but it's on the nose as far as like, uh, this guy's talking to basically the drill sergeant. Okay. Sergeant Baker. Now these guys, big fans of Chief and Tough and going fishing. <laughs> and that's gonna come up later on. Yeah. I don't know why he's writing a, why he's writing a song kinda in the Oh wait, here we go. Steers and queers, skiers and queers. You ain't got no horns, boy. Yes sir! Yes sir! So obviously they like movies. They like good movies because that's right. uh, you know um, it's Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal, right? yeah. Um, they quote uh, you know uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre later on. Um, I think they like pop culture. I think he likes that influence of pop culture. Sure. And then fishing. They like fishing a lot. <laughs> You know, maybe it's something about their production. Like, I feel there should be more low end to it, especially for such a prominent bass player. Okay. In this and track, I, like, in it's this... punchy. His bass is punchy. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's not airy. There's not a ton of air in there. Dry. It's not making. It's not making like your arm hairs move. You sure. Know? But but when that cello came in and the or that, that stand up nice. bass, yeah. I mean, in the beginning, they've definitely produced room for that crazy low end. But you're right. In a lot of the tunes, it's more of a 
Almost a farty base. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little fart to his base. Not quite fieldy, you know. Actually, <laughs> nothing close to that. That's, that's an insult. Yeah, that's uh, flappy. Les Claypool's great. But uh, I get it, though. I mean, he's not the guy who's going to, like, dial in the tone to make everybody like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's trying to do something, and he's doing it, so... Yeah, I mean, his, his approach to bass playing is is pretty fucking unique. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that sound like Les Claypool. A lot of people rip uh, Flea, you know? Uh, fucking... A lot of people rip John Entwistle. Tons of people. I can't tell you how many. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not a lot of uh, Claypool clones out there. Yeah, all right. And he's he's of the sting, um, the sting talent pool. Singing where, and playing. He's singing and playing. Singing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Nobody saw the air quotes I made. <laughs> um, but you also notice with that, and I notice this a lot with bass players when they're singing, they'll go into that real heavy rhythmic tied to the drums pocket. Yeah, it's a great place to. Yeah. It's a great place to hang out. See, these guys live there. Yeah. You know. But it's just a crazy bass line and insane busy drums. There was so many Tom hits in that song. <laughs> and it's, it sounds like motors starting. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of a uh, Mothers of Invention Zappa thing going too. Yes. And yeah, nice. I've only recently been able to get in a few dark corners of Zappa myself. I found some, found a few ways in, I think. Yeah. I'm getting there. Yeah. You, you the keep, sum of it, I'm just keep, like, come on, You just man. kind of keep testing the perimeters. Keep, like, oh, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Where do you sit with, like, uh, what, Joe's Garage? Um, What's on that one? I don't know. Okay. I, I, the song <laughs> I was listening to is about, uh, I will never remember the name of it because it's absurd and probably has nothing to do with the song it's about, but about the, the fire-breathing dragon. It's all about how he just whips his uh, session musicians endlessly. <laughs> and they suffer but it's all in the allegory of a fire-breathing dragon in the middle of the studio that tortures all the it's pretty good, <laughs> nice. it's a good great call. guitar playing it was a kind of a funny uh story well frank zappa got those guys anybody who played with him to play their absolute very best technically yeah. Yeah. you know he didn't really suffer fools and um that one of his main drummers terry bozio came out of that fucking school and it's Terry Bozio would play with four different bass drums all tuned to a different note. Like <laughs> not fucking that level. Yeah. Um just crazy musicianship. That's all I got for Frank Zappa though. I'm I'm still trying to tap my way in. It's it's hard. I mean it's not like uh someone we keep bringing up Beefheart. It's not like Beefheart hard, but yeah. it's a little hard sometimes. Didn't Steve Vai play with him? With Zappa, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean there's no doubt that it uh, the technical proficiency you had to have and i think i think it's the same thing with primus i I think they're unbelievably skilled musicians um yeah yeah but it's it's weird you gotta tap you gotta kind of keep tapping around this is not a band (laughs) that my mom would enjoy when i'd like she hated the violent femmes for a similar reason to primus is that there's kind of violent femmes are real she called it frantic true 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 um and it is. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it that way, but they are very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great musicians and nobody in the band has it together. <laughs> um, uh, 
Boy, I saw them a bunch in college. Yeah. Uh, shortly after, I, I really liked the Violent Femmes around this time and a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm coming off of the Cure, going into going in, and and obviously some Jane's excuse me Jane's addiction been heavy for the last few years, but really getting into Jane's around here. That that's that was my rock and roll artistic kind of sing song ballad kind of stuff. Primus was was something I wanted to chew on. Like I'd listen to them play and, and like geeking out on the drum track. This is when I started thinking like, fuck, how do you do that? <laughs> how the fuck do you do that? Um, and they had so much personality and, and fun cover art, something to talk about. Yeah. This one's got, you know, kind of all yellow. It's called Sailing the Seas of Cheese. No idea why. Yeah, why not? And, uh, it's got, you know, sailboats and fucking <laughs> cheese water and shit like that. Yeah, my buddy James had that t-shirt. Yeah. In high school. Nice scroll script at the top. Uh, the Primus has great art direction. Just oh, the like, videos are funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Iron Maidenish, where they where <laughs> they, they have these weird yeah, you yeah. know they, they had iconography. They stayed with Eddie. These guys went real deep in the paint with uh claymation character looking shit, you know? Cartoony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think other than young ones, Monty Python, Jazz, and Zappa. <laughs> you, you mix in a little bit of Looney Tunes, and oh. these guys watch Saturday morning cartoons probably well into their 40s. <laughs> or at least less did, probably Larry. I don't know much about the other guys. Yeah, they do. Uh, he does take on a Bugs Bunny-like vibe. Yeah. <laughs> well, American Life is the name of this next track. This is uh, one of my favorite songs right. in the world. Oh shit! And this is where, before we get into it, this is let me set the stage. There, um, this is a, one of his ballads. This is he's got a story. He's got a narrative going on here. Okay. Sergeant Baker, yeah, you know something's going on there. But this is basically three vignettes. This is um, uh, <laughs> it's a three act play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's All like right. uh, everybody knew what it like. <laughs> What's that song by Everlast? Uh, oh shit! Don't know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's also crash. Get a job, you fucking slob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crash test dummies. Oh no. The three, the the girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. The, and she's got. I'm picking up. Yeah, what you yeah. The, down the down guy then. kid played with snakes and shit like that. Yep. Weird family. It's a castles made of sand. It's, it's castles yeah. made of sand. It's also almost every joke my grandpa tell <laughs> would tell in my pop up with. Uh, there's three acts. You know yeah. where it's coming. This this has that. They go song structure on this one. It's the rule of three. And it's also. Cheeky in that they made they're all looking for American life, but maybe it's not what was promised. Oh, Who knows? Shit. Great, great stuff. Oh, great stuff. Shit. Rolled. The bass line is crazy in this, and it just rolls through the whole song basically. Love it. <laughs> Talking about immigrants coming in here now, mother and son. For the boy, we have American life. Are you getting this? This fire. (laughs) 
dad. See, that's that's how I like Larry doing that kind of shit. Yeah. Which is a lot of Adam in Tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's earning minimum wage. Spending spare time down on San Pablo Ave once a week. It's a woman for the night. And he writes home to the prosperity. Those bass drum riffs. Riffs. Are, it's almost like tripping downstairs. Yeah. Scientifically stuttering. Like, yeah, it's so yeah. amazing. that bass line those drums just swirling it's just kind of this Van Gogh painting of a bass line and just like Soundgarden they give you they're fucking with timing and shit but they'll give you enough on that hi-hat on that ride to let anybody carry themselves through the song You got an immigrant, you got a guy working in a factory, and the smoke from the flux is killing him. But he's living it. He's trying. Once a week, he gets a woman for the night. I wonder what's coming next. What's the story? <laughs> There's a gunfighter walking down the streets in Burbank. <laughs> it's like the high, the highwayman. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Residing in a cardboard box. He plays a little bit and he has a small dog Searching for aluminum cans And he holds on tight to his dignity uh, Don't know what it's like to be homeless <laughs> <laughs> Those backup vocals are very Zappa In a cool way Yeah, yeah you, You're nailing it with that with the Zappa parable This band is the reason I have a China symbol. <laughs> it is always the best cleanest when it happens when, when Tim Alexander plays it, dude. Oh, man. I got to say, uh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this this one, man. This is a good this is a good jam. I, could, this, I wish this was a radio jam. This didn't nearly have the energy oh, man, right? of Tommy the Cat and shit, but this had like... It's a good groove. Songwriting, you know? Yeah, it's a good groove. And this feels like it has more of that low end I was missing in some of the other songs. Yeah. It's just the bass line that it is. Les was only playing on the top 14 strings of his bass. (laughs) He switched over a different grip to play the other. Disjointed his elbows. Dude, this is police right there. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Don't you want to? (laughs) Oh, do you? It's a place to go again. Are you safe, Miss Gordenko? <laughs> Mr. What? Officer Stadenko? Miss Officer, Officer People don't Stodenko. know that Miss Gordenko is Officer Stadenko's. <laughs> that's his mother's maiden name. She is. She hyphenated to Gordenko Stadenko. <laughs> they were across the street from Officer Crumkey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, did you oh, want to talk plays? Let's let's do music. Our next jag should be musicals. Let's start going to musicals when they yeah. when we're allowed to convene in public. 
I was looking for my, I was looking for my Cheech and Chong drop. I didn't. <laughs> you get out, yeah. Oh, I did. This <laughs> sounded so real funny, man. Hey, your mama. <laughs> and your mama too, Cheech. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that song. The American Life. Yeah. American Life. Yeah. Like the Ira Glass show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like this American Life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why they probably said, oh, no, this American this, life. We're talking about this one. Okay. Ira Glass, huge Primus fan. Yeah. And John Tesh, funny enough. But John Tesh. No Tesh shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling the truth, man. He can play piano. John Tesh is crazy talented. Just it's a little bit weird. <sighs> you stupid fucking cunt. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about this. All right. Let's... What do you know from funny, you bastard? Okay. This next song. You filthy animal. This is the song I like. This is, this is the one I like right here, too. Oh, is it? This is, is it Jerry? Jerry was a race car driver, which, you know, having the name Jared, there's, there's certain songs that get sung at you. Yeah. And Jerry, but there's not a lot of Jerry. This one I was really cool with. Yeah. Like, you got to be Jerry. Don't sing that to me. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, yeah. sing that to my. Don't. Have the yeah, oh, you love me it like Jared. A, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or the Jared Subway song. Don't just, come on, get yeah. the fuck oh, out of here with that. Dude, Luckily, Jared. those two things Jared. did not really exist <laughs> in my schooling days. Yeah, yeah. But this song did, and it was kind of like a little bit of a theme song. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry by proxy. Yeah, and it's uh, probably my most well-known. Primus song. This is of all this of is one of their top ones. Yeah. And, and let me tell you a couple things before we jump drop into Jerry was a race car driver. One of my two, these are two of my favorite memories around here. Um, one, seeing seeing these guys with uh, Darcy and and Arthur and fucking a bunch of folks went to Lollapalooza, saw these guys live, fucking played this song live. Shit, place went eight yeah. eight tits, and it was so much fun. <laughs> when he tits. yells "Go!" in this thing, oh yeah, Arthur looked at me. And was just like, <laughs> like uh, we have to, <laughs> and was just like into the pit, and we were already you know on the perimeters in the pit and all that stuff. But dude, go just the place blew up, yeah. and he and whoosh, energy, fire, yeah. music, magic, all that good stuff. JD swears to this day Ooh, that it's, it's chills. They're the heaviest band he's ever seen live. Dude, yeah, it's especially in the nineties when they then they had that power. They yeah. had that like Primus sucks. That was their their <laughs> right. stickers and all that stuff. They yeah. were self-deprecating. They were fine with it. Um, and if you met somebody who was into Primus back then, you already were like, oh, okay. okay, I see where, okay. That might There's be part here. of my problem, too, is I've never seen them live. There are certain bands I never understood until yeah. I saw them live. Dar saw them live a bunch. She was just texting me earlier um, when we were setting up. This is one of the bands she saw live the most. We saw them at Marymore uh, most recently. Oh yeah, they've been the last maybe a couple summers. They were just they've doing, been through. They were just doing a tour with a doing a Rush's uh, album right That's after. That's right. Farewell to Kings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed yeah. maybe going to that, but I think I. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, was, we, I wasn't down. Yeah, I know you weren't that interested. I was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> maybe by the end of this album. Yeah. Right. Maybe next summer. Yeah. We'll yeah. catch them there. Um, and this second real quick one before we drop in. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace, my friend Jens. When we were in 
Baja, John Jens and I, yeah. we surfed this break and and uh, we called it the carcass because there was a <laughs> there was, it was one it was a heavy top to bottom tubing wave and there was a dead whale carcass on the beach Ooh, yeah. down there. We had to drive down this like sandy dirt you know down probably 100 feet or so but you know fucking 45 degree angle kind of deal get down to the beach and we're like we'll figure out how to get out of here later we could probably do it <laughs> it turned out we had to put the air out of the tires a little bit to get up and then it was fine yeah. but jen's we knew from the time we drove down he he had this in his head and when it was time to leave he's like i'm driving and uh, <laughs> dibs. he he called dibs wanted and we're in John's brand new uh, pickup truck uh, Ranger Ford Ranger and uh, so he puts it in four wheel drive and he's like we're gonna listen to Jerry was a race car driver and I'm driving and we're going up that fucking we're going up yeah. that fucking yeah. <laughs> and we did it it was Baja awesome. style yeah Baja style so th- those With your things kidney belts on oh dude the song's so good you know what I'm saying. I- <laughs> Jerry was a race car driver. <laughs> oh, that's just. That just reminds me of like the beginning of Mean Streets. That's like what Eddie Van Halen does in Mean Streets. Yeah. But he's doing it on his bass. Yeah, on his bass, dude. You ridiculous cheeky boy. And you're not even sure where, what the fingers yeah. are doing. What? It's another great double bass. It just walks through you. Love these backup vocals right here. Yeah. Just stay in the wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> And another song. It's a song about a race car driver. Right. Story. This version, this chapter is about a fireman. Yeah. They kind of rewrote this song as Winona's Big Brown Beaver on the next album. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of like the proto type. Yep. Yeah. Change up the, ba- the, the drum line, and we're, we're basically there. Yeah. This is me headbanging, moshing, and going, I'm getting a fucking China symbol. Someday I'm getting a drum kit and I'm getting a goddamn China symbol, that's for sure. This is what Korn was trying to do in that song. They ripped this off pretty bad. Totally. Good call. Yeah. Wanting to be. Splash symbol too. <laughs> Tim Alexander's drum kit looks like what Superman came to Earth in. It's, got, it's just got flammy toms and chim chammy toms and roto toms and tubi toms and just crazy shit.
Yeah, I don't know if this was an actual single, but it seemed like they played it on the radio a lot up here, like in its entirety. This one made it. Yeah. Dude, so heavy. And yeah. this this part live is so heavy. And yeah. it's a great outro. <sighs> oh yeah. Oh no, no, no. Dude. Yeah. No. <laughs> editing. Editing. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's just like, a great oh, song. Sorry, dude. I didn't mean it. Like, I'm scolded. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Yo, you stop that shit, dog. <laughs> no, I, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they, for that next song coming up, they do, they cut it close. They they go right into it, and it's all these tom rolls and, yeah. and roto tom rolls and all that well, shit. See, now I'm getting hyped on this album because I'm liking more than I wasn't into you know i don't know does that make yeah. sense if, you know we got a batting average is going. better than it's been going yeah so it, it, this uh going as far as a second album now this this is a great second album to stick with our theme mm-hmm. but it's not like these guys ever went through the roof they i mean they're obviously made a living they're still making a living sure. they're a super popular band they, they probably want for nothing um <laughs> for companionship Except which love. is you know exactly you know uh, which is the human condition yeah. um, american life is all they're looking for. <laughs> um but this wasn't like madonna's you know like a virgin or anything like that sure. they, they didn't go pop stardom but off of this album is where we hear most of the 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 hits of primus many people know jerry was a race car driver and then we're we're gonna turn the corner to Tommy the Cat, and we've still and we got yeah. Fish on coming. Is Tales from the Punch Bowl their first album? No, Frizzle Fry. Frizzle Fry. Yeah, that's right. Tales yeah. from the Punch Bowl is directly after this one. It's coming after this one. All right, uh, and, and then uh, it's, boy, the Brown. Album. Yeah, and then there's Miscellaneous Debris, which is a cover. They do like five covers. They do. What's the one where they're penguins on an iceberg? <laughs> You know now you mean? could almost refrigerator magnet anything, and it could be one of their covers, videos. Or... We had a gigantic when me and Mike lived together. Yeah. We had a really big, like as big as the David Lee Roth poster <laughs> over there of the guys yeah, yeah. in uh, Primus dressed as penguins on an iceberg floating off to to sea in the Arctic somewhere. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what album it was from, but it was it a could cool just poster. be something they felt like doing one day, <laughs> just a promotional shot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dude, some of their prosthetics in their videos are insane. <laughs> like Winona's Big Brown Beaver, they they are just these bulkied up cowboys that are kind of like clay face. They kind of look like Lego guys, <laughs> or they all had Lego hair for sure. <laughs> they look like what's the, what's the, the fucking uh, video game that kids are playing online? The, <laughs> the Minecraft. Minecraft. They, they did like early bit. Minecraft, but more rendered. Uh-huh. Um, or trying to look like the guys from the uh, Dire Straits video. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> early cgi yeah <laughs> dire straits put they, they put some money into that cgi dude that shit wasn't cheap back then it, it was with a fucking flight of the navigator it was <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> i do yeah. <laughs> oh yeah well let's just stumble into a n- nice little uh, 11 a drum intro they turn it up to 11 like is that a we dealing with a spinal tap joke here? Maybe. Is that the name of the song? Or is it about a yeah, or is it about a little psychic girl? Uh, yeah, I think it's about a little psychic girl. But time will tell. The- <laughs> a 
like that. I like that. I like that even more. You know what I'm saying? Beginning was almost like Sunday afternoon in the park, Van Halen styles, fuzzy bass stuff. I like that. Good pull, man. Now I've been noticing that none of this is really coming up with lyrics. Um, Yeah, you think that's. Because nobody knows what he's saying, or were they would they print their lyrics out in their albums? I don't remember them printing their lyrics on the inside of the albums, but they they might have. Um, I remember this tape, and it, the tape felt like it had a fold out, but I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like I think pictures of them fishing. Yeah, or unless you got it from like the BMG club, and you would open up the flaps and it'd just be blank yeah exactly like, what the shit? they gave you the accordion okay, realize, fold, but they didn't give you the info i realize they only gave you a penny for these 12 but can i have some liner notes you yeah. bitch I, I remember jane's addiction nothing shocking they had the accordion fold and they had all the lyrics and they're written out like poetry and each little fucking one had its own sleeve and or you know fold and yeah. whatnot excellent i don't really remember reading their lyrics let's <laughs> get getting a little queenish right there Dude, they, they pull from everything, and and oh, they oh, did they are they're the ones that did have a cigar, right? Yeah, great cover, great cover, yeah, yeah. And stayed Primus through the whole thing. It was like a faithful cover, yet it stayed Primus. Brilliant. You, I, How do you I do don't, that. Yeah, and I don't think you could write this music without being super talented and super fan of of music. You know, yeah. all all genres. Yeah, they're pulling. They have their own sound, but they're definitely pulling from all these different That's influences. That's how you get new sounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's the closest I've heard Larry to sound, sound like Jimmy Page this whole time. That last part. What is that song? The Crunge? Right, right. Holy shit. No, no, that's not the crunch. You know what song I'm talking about? I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels like the song was just a riff, like a good idea that they could build off of. This this one doesn't really go too many places. I'm not sure what he's talking about. I get the (laughs) I, 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 and and like love and salsa and, and... Okay. He's talking about dancing, maybe. Maybe. It's the forbidden dance, or right? food. I mean, he has, is, one of my favorite songs he has on another album is, uh, they do, is it just uh, about sitting around watching TV with your, with your friend who's out of work? Yeah. <laughs> so it could be salsa as far as chips. Well, they are sailing the seas of cheese. They might have run across fucking Corn Chip Island and... Right, salsa there. When the end of the bugle breaks off and becomes an archipelago. <laughs> 
the lady, the Appalachian, the Dorito Atoll. <laughs> what did you call it? They do <laughs> Dorito Atoll. They do nuclear testing at the uh, Hot Cheeto Atoll. <laughs> Flaming. So it, I mean, yeah, it <laughs> seems <laughs> that you. <laughs> it seems like. I, you know, I'm, we're fanboying. I'm fanboying, definitely. You're kind of fueling the fire as far I'm as feeling it, though. how many different influences they're pulling from. You can almost, nobody really sounds like Primus, and you can see no. a whole bunch of other bands in Primus's sound. Right? That's the, yeah. that's the trick, isn't it? That's the real trick. Right? Billy Squire could not do that. No, you know, you have to, you have to be so omnivorous, I think, to put out something that is different. Like, if you want to be different, like David Bowie, who was into just all kinds of crazy shit, so that he can make his one little weird shit that everyone's like, oh, that's super creative. And it's like, yeah, it is. But really, it's just about if you just get people like country music that only listen to country music, that only listen to country, that's like musical inbreeding. Yeah, yeah. And then you get weak chins and hip dysplasia. Over specialize and you breed in weakness. Yeah. So, um, that's all fuck, y'all. Once this corona's off, man, we got to get in the to, streets. Yeah, dude. I'm doing it for the immunity of yeah. all the people. All the people. <laughs> so I think that's that's really how you that's really how I break it down. It's very well said. They are uh good good genes, good DNA in this band. There is. There's strong bones. Strong bones yes. running through it. And uh musical eugenics with Chris and Jerry. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, that would be great. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about Black Sabbath being the spinal cord of heavy metal. And Uh I think they would agree to this. I think I'm not hearing doom and gloom Black Sabbath stuff coming through them. But I'm hearing that all of them really like Black Sabbath. No shit. (laughs) Yes, thank you. What is that, Harrison Ford? No shit. That's Indiana no, Jones talking no. to his dad in an outtake. <laughs> Junior, I'll spank no you. Shut up, Junior. Don't talk to me like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Lando? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, we are at the halfway do, point. Do you know what's great oh, about yeah. that Lando, too? What? Is How flat he delivers it? How flat. Because how we deep. put when we do it, we put stink on it. I'm sorry. But, yeah. like, but listen to the original. Hold on, I'll put it down. There we go. I'm sorry. Do you know what that sounds like? This is why Billy D. Williams is amazing at that delivery. That sounds like Lando at that point feels he's never going to hear see Han again. He did a good financial move. He's fucked, but maybe he's going to come out not being really fucked. Maybe he's got a good government contract mm-hmm. coming or whatever. And he doesn't think Han, he thinks Han's dead. Right. And if you watch that solo movie... You kind of realize why he doesn't give a fuck if Han Solo dies. Yeah, because he kind of hate like they really mm-hmm. some real frenemies right there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of the all time great fucking Johnny Utah and Bodie Han Solo <laughs> and Lando Calrissian. Yeah, you know those kind of bromance orbits that happen. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, he's he's. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. Inside, though, he was. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Do you guys. I love it. What was happening at this point in time in 1991? 
Oh, fuck, man. Are you, you want to lead this off, or you want to hear what no, about man, some you, movies you, and shit? You, you bust this off. I, been, uh, yeah, I was yeah. remiss in my research today, so you... Yeah. No, so what we got going here in 1991... Need some more light over there? I'll take some more light. Yeah, bring it up. Bring the house lights up, please. Yeah, I got you. Let me crack a beer. Let's talk about 1991. I'm going to pour myself a little shot here, Jared. Oh, shotties. Fucking celebrating... Our quarantine. Our return to the air. And our return to the air. We oh. with, with, withdraw and expand all at the same time. Oh. Hello. Was <laughs> <laughs> that Billy Crystal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May 14th, 1991. This thing comes out on Interscope Records. Family Interscope. Uh, that was a hip, that was a hip record label at was, the time. It was, you know, Martha Washington was a hip. Uh, uh, hip, hip lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fat boy. Do you know? Uh, let me let me give you somewhat in alphabetical order. All right. uh, a list of other artists that were on Interscope. Uh, four non blondes. Okay. Boom. Fifty Cent. Uh, oh, we we got Audio Push. Okay, let's <laughs> go right. to the bees. Um, <laughs> okay. The point being is Interscope has that's got, what's his name uh, that does the thing with Dre. Iavine. Oh, Jimmy Ivey. I think Ivey was in her scope. Yeah. I think that's his thing. There are B.B. King. And that's just the double Bs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1991, so much shit was popping off, and it was probably developmentally one of the biggest years of my life. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a formative time uh, for me as well. I'm driving at this point, Jared. Mm-hmm. I, had just, I had just started being able to drive. There's, there's times... Brett and Arthur and I are in my Chevy. Probably why I love Chevy so much. One, great machines. Yeah. And, the, and the 350 engine. It's 351, really. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. Still a great engine. I'm hunting that engine. That's what I'm going to drive from here on out. <laughs> Point being is Terminator 2 came out. Oh. I didn't really care Son so much. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's true arnold i did not i didn't it was all right it wasn't it's not shit yeah (laughs) see now you know (laughs) it was not my favorite one movie i was totally looking forward to though as well as far as the second movie terminator 2 went through the roof just like a good second album (laughs) robin hood Men in tights? No. Oh. Costner. Oh, I would die for you. Yeah. Robin I, of Loxley. Yeah, something for you. Is that? Oh, no, I get that confused with the one with the uh, one for all and all for one. That They were very. But you were with, singing Brian Adams, yeah. which is this Robin Hood. Okay, but I think about sometimes. What was the three um, um, musketeers? Three musketeers. Three, three uh, musketeers. Yeah, three, three like musketeers. Yeah, they had a fourth one because it's yeah. the 90s, bro. We're extreme. <laughs> three isn't enough. <laughs> D'Artagnan like dude sometimes. <laughs> uh, Silence of the Lambs came out. Ooh. Terry Gilliam's The Fisher King. Okay. Still a strange movie. Yeah. If that's you, the uh oh uh Robin Williams? Yeah. He's an, the he's, nutty guy. He's homeless. Yeah. Jeff Daniels is uh is uh oh, that was Jeff Bridges. The Bridges. That's okay. that's what I said. Yeah. Daniels was also he did a cameo. You didn't get let me get to it. He, Jeff Daniels also <laughs> was did, did a cameo. Too, though. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me. Dude, Daniels and, and Bridges, combat night. <laughs> Who will come out alive? Uh, Boys in the Hood came out. Oh, my God. Point Break came out, speaking of binary systems and bromances. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, yeah. 
Big time movies. Here's some albums. What do you got for a drop there? Nothing. <laughs> I'll leave you hanging. Um, I let them go. REM's Out of Time. What, would you have something to say? I just got okay. fat fingers. <laughs> Dude, have you been putting in... Uh, when I go into uh, stores, I'm wearing some gloves now. Okay. Have you been putting in your? Have you had to dial in your pin number into like a gas station or into you know to get some gas for your pins? <laughs> I had to use the cash machine, the drive up cash machine. Yeah, and I didn't have gloves, so I took the cellophane off the back of a cigarette pack, mm-hmm. wrapped it over my forefinger. Do 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 do. Fucking do, great do, move, do, dude. In the trash. Mm-hmm. Audi, and that thing's gone now. Yeah, that's it's, out of, it's out of my life. I let it go. Oh, good drop, Jared. That's yeah, awesome. That's a good one. Perfect. Um, so REM out of time. Obviously, you know, heavy, heavy album. That's that's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Yeah, and uh, huh, huh. oh yeah, man, go. Hey, Michael, you want to talk about anything, buddy? No. Hey, Mike, on this next take, we were thinking maybe you could put some life into it. Are you okay? You we're go- not friends anymore. <laughs> you want to go out of the parking lot and talk about something? Uh, speaking of which, Nevermind came out this year. Obviously, that was a fucking barn burner. <laughs> 10 from Pearl Jam came out. All right. Can I tell you how many times I rolled that album? 10. In the Chevy? That's, oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> I'm down with that. Yeah, dude. Val Kilmer, strong. He's going strong in 91. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we got, uh, we got Bad Motorfinger and mm. Tribe's Low End Theory. Which yes. I think we should circle to some That's point. That's the second album. Yeah, yeah. Got to. <laughs> so, 1991, other than me going, I was beat once in the 110, in the in the 400 uh, intermediate hurdles, I think, that year. And, uh, and then uh, in the 110 high hurdles, I think I was beat twice uh, out of all of our meets. Uh, mostly came in second in triple jump most of the time that year. And um, just had a fairly good track year that time. <laughs> Feeling amped up, driving myself to meets. And um, overall, what a, what a year, 1991. <laughs> and this was feeling your speed? I feel like you're holding a gun to my head with the drops. I just see you stared over you there. It's a good year. It's a good year. I'll go home and get you a fucking shine box. <laughs> I will. Let's fucking get out of here and talk about the second half of this album. Uh, Primas, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Maybe their best, not their worst. (laughs) Is it luck? What's going on? That's cool, and I like it. I do that shit all the time when I'm warming up, and Mm. I just go, like, random. This is that frantic, frenetic going on. That's fun. Whole song. <laughs> that that, that buildup was mad 70s, man. I liked it. I feel like there's a little bit of PE in here, too, with just kind of siren sounds going on. Yeah, that would not be out of place. Yeah. Apocalypse 91. Just 
his double bass comes in like bad Mexican food. <laughs> How's it go out? That's how it goes out. <laughs> it goes out like it goes in. Yeah, there's no no let up. I can appreciate that though. When a song just stays at the same, as long as it's like a uh, peppy enough, yeah, you know, it's hard to yeah. It's a feel thing at that point, I guess. For sure. And I know that we we've even written a song or two together that's pretty relentless, start to finish. Um, This one on on the album, not nearly the top of uh, a favorite. I hardly ever feel like listening to. I want to put, is it luck on? <laughs> right, right. But it, it, it's kind of like... Um, it's like all, Miss Gredenko. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just kind of shaking it off here, maybe. I don't yeah, know. This is probably, you know. It, maybe it's possible that this song might be slightly more fun to play than it is to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, God bless them. Right. We've all been there. This is this is the jazz fusion all of a sudden. Yeah. This is uh, Mingus. <laughs> I don't know, man, though. Uh, I'm with it. I think I like it better than Sergeant Baker. Yeah. It's funny, I'm looking at the playlist here. I'm going to make a couple songs that I might know coming up. It's funny, just being uh, Primus adjacent my whole life. You just pick up these songs. Yeah. She wasn't impressed. She was not impressed at all. She my ear. I like that false start there. Yeah. Now this kind of sets up for Tommy the Cat later. Yeah. <laughs> now I like the way the lines go at the back of the stockings. <laughs> now leave them on, man. Leave them on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. Kind of, kind of like a jam, jam that turned into a song. Right. Good energy. Yeah. Right. I'm a literal right. No, I'm not. I'm gonna okay. Stop it right there. That was the end of the song, right? Yeah. 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 Because I feel like these next few kind of go together. Yeah, and when they roll into this next yeah. one, they do something that I think uh, Black Sabbath did: is like slow down the tape, <laughs> uh, you know, or tape tape fuckery. Uh huh. Tape fuckery was you could in '91 was still the time for tape fuckery. Yeah, it's just the barely like uh, Pro Tools was in its infancy, and and you had Dude, to like 90, render a song for a week after you. I don't even think. Yeah. I, no, no. <laughs> I still in dats and stuff like that. That's I, probably the extent of digital. I got my Pro Tools out here. And mm-hmm. I, I'm in high school when this thing came out, and I got Pro Tools one, and that was Pro Tools one, yeah, legit, the first straight up OG. What we had, wow. Said, we we we've used that. Oh wow, I didn't realize you were re- rejuvenation. <laughs> I didn't realize we we're on the cutting edge like that, dude. Isn't that the way? Aren't you seeing it, Jared? Aren't you seeing it, Jerry? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm seeing. Well, God, no wonder we no wonder we sounded so bad. It was only Pro Tools one. Yeah, yeah. God, you know how good we'd sound now. It's like, what are they on? Oh my God, eighteen. Yeah, we'd be amazing with that. Psh, you kidding me? 
You know how good of a guitarist I am on Pro Tools 18? Yeah. Jesus Christmas. Oh, yeah. We could be. Jiminy Cricket. Dude, I feel bad. We just could be Post like, Malone. Just like John Ritter. I feel like uh, Jiminy Cricket's going by the wayside. A lot of people aren't good talking about Jiminy Cricket. That's true. I don't think Disney's going to be Until doing Favreau any- does the live action remake of uh, Pinocchio. <laughs> Figaro played by like they're just like one of the extra cats left over from cats. They make it fucked up. Make it mad just fucked up. Go a certain way with it, you know, and stick to it. You know, I gotta say though. Be like Primus. Stick to your guns, get a vision, and stay true to it. And don't compromise. You know, unless you're a coward, you got all that Mandalorian money, Favro, uh, whatever. Got that baby Yoda money for life. You'll never do something cool like Favreau fucking this, Gonzo. <laughs> at this point in Favreau's life, when Primus came out, he was fucking wiping himself <laughs> off with a napkin and writing swingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's roll it then. This is Grandma's little ditty, or Granddad's little ditty. Excuse me. Going right into Tommy the Cat. Yeah, let's just we got to go. We are the champions, kind of thing. Yeah. One of the best snare drum to bass intros of a song ever done. Yeah, and here's Larry Delon just laying that shit over top. Clamp. (laughs) His rolls on his tight hi hat are like like none other. It's hard to have a good uh, bass slide. Well, yeah, that too. Tom Waits. <laughs> Takes a certain kind of confidence to just sit there and tell us, talk, speak a. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But not in the soul coughing kind of sing songy talk. Right. Way. No. Straight up, you gotta. I think that's when he sounds his best. I think it's just rapping less, at you. Yeah, I think that's when less sound is best. It's, it's, he just got that nice timber to his voice when it's in the lower uh, uh, delivery. <laughs> Les does this part live. Oh, that's Tom Waits. This? this is? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were joking. No, no, no. This is all Tom Waits. I know this song. This has been Tom Waits the whole time? Yeah. 
yeah. all these years. Yeah, just like you know, Rollins went on on Tools uh, Undertow, yeah, yeah. and fucking so and so went over it. Like, uh, uh, oh, wait, no, this changes how I feel about so many things. Just <laughs> <laughs> mm. enjoy. Mm. This is just a good jam. Wow. Wow. Where's Larry Lalonde going with this solo? It's just all over. It's screeching. It's 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 rage against the machine. It's fucking right. Eddie Van Halen. It's throw it on the studio floor and stand on it and try to skateboard it. He's like, killing it. They all are. God damn it! Even Tom Waits was killing it. Yeah. 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 Ouch. It's like finding out she got an Adam's apple. As far as you <laughs> just be like shit. You just you got crying game Al- already in the apartment. <laughs> you got a little crying game <laughs> already in the apartment. Right? Was it real? <laughs> was it luck? Uh, was it? <laughs> uh, that just blows my mind. That's yeah. that's Monty Python change. That's, that's British humor. <laughs> that change right there. That was the he got that straight from the Ministry of Silly Baselines. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> His, his, his stage performance for sure. Oh, this, he went to the. This is less. Okay. What is that drum beat, dude? And the place goes nuts. Yeah. I think it's a live thing. I think I need to check them out. There's so much. It's checking them out live, but. Uh, up in there, yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> are we? You gotta, are we? You gotta are we too old for playing. that now? We're, no, no, we're not. Not all at right. all. I mean, Mary Moore. Everybody was basically sitting oh, on yeah, blankets. Mary Moore. Well, then, what kind of pit you gonna get? No, none. It was still a lot of fun though. But seeing them pull this off, same thing like Radiohead, and I guess yeah, yeah. almost every band. You, I, I really enjoy watching them play live. Primus delivers because you can't believe these sounds are coming out. You don't understand all these crazy flicks that they're doing and drum rips and guitar sounds you you're watching any super accomplished musician that's not just playing that straightforward shit like i saw taj mahal at uh you know fairly recently at uh jazz alley and it was awesome but you understand everything that's going you see you can't i can't do it Uh, you know but i can can track it though i can track it and the whole performance you get lost in most of all of these guys' performance, <laughs> but the sound's still going out. Uh-huh. And while you're listening to it, and you kind of get in that confused state, you know, you're like, "Fuck, dude, this is a crazy groove!" Like, you, <laughs> it, they, they they baffle you. They kind of they <laughs> they're like Tyson Fury in boxing. They're just befuddle like befuddle you, big and befuddling, yeah, and and, and just gigantic <laughs> riffs that come over your head every now and then, and then they ditch you for a little while. They go off roading. They go fishing for a little bit. And then they fucking come back around. And you're like, holy shit! Was that was that a yeah. half decent story? Yeah, of why I, I like so. them? I think so. <laughs> Basically, was saying if you really want to get into them, do drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't hurt. <laughs> or, I don't know what you're on for Taj Mahal, but you know, um, whiskey. Yeah, see, dude, dude, I I loved that show, and I had a great time. I met two guys that I work with. And their wives. And I was by myself. They were able to get a table or two tables. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. There was seats next to the bar. Spot one and two were open. I missed. From from the bar. Yeah. So I got us. I got us like some zone down. 
And I was like eye level with Taj Mahal looking <laughs> directly across the room above people's heads. And there's only like three booths there, one booth and like two sets it's of not tables. a big spot. Dude, the Jazz Alley, there's not a bad spot. The whole fucking place is awesome. But the way to go, get a couple seats at the bar. One and two, really two and three are the sweet spot. <laughs> oh, dude, I was lucky enough to be able to pull that off. Yeah. It was fantastic. Nice move. Yeah, yeah. Smooth move. Yeah, yeah, man. X-Lax. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> no Where's shit. Where's that on your drops? Oh, yeah. Go get it. your shine Who box. Who's the good uh, no shit, Sherlock? <laughs> Who's got the good no shit, Sherlock? I don't know. Probably probably Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's one of him saying it pee- out there. Need some Pee Wee drops. <laughs> the Southington Waltz. Right, you dotty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one of the best dynamics of Pee Wee Herman is that Dottie was throwing herself at him, and he just wasn't having it. Nah. Rebel. Loner. Like you, Dottie. I like... Genius, really. It's insane. It is so genius. I think Paul Rubens listened to a little bit of Primus. I think he could get down with this. This uh, instrumental. I'm yeah, thinking. this is jazz fusion. This is some. Yeah, this is the Spinal Tap <laughs> of, of them, where they're just like, "Hey, we." This is Larry. He wrote this one. This was 91, because Pearl Jam 10 came out. This is basically how Pearl Jam starts and stops their album 10. Is with Ocean (laughs) or whatever it is. Yeah, that kind of... And The little uh, vibey instrumental. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same same animal here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, what is he playing, though? Like, what is... Not the bass, I get that. But what is Larry doing? What is that? One of those like oh, Japanese two string shits. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's what, what it is. What are you getting at, man? <laughs> what are you, some kind of blue collar tweaker? Uh I I don't know why this song is is one of my more memorable ones too, but it's because that's how I was in high school. I was surrounded by blue collar tweakers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's what they're singing them. about. Yeah, like it, it, this song felt right. This is yeah. I mean, again, PE, but he's doing live siren sound. And they're doing American Life, but another portrait of something happening. Yeah, they do these little portraitures. This American Life, Ira Glass. <laughs> they need to come out and put the the new the new album out with the white collar tweakers um, dedicated to the, uh, the bankers and the shit. chief. The chief. <laughs> the chief. Because <laughs> doesn't he like he likes to snort Adderall and shit? He's... Well, to be fair, Jared. Snorting Adderall sounds like a good idea these For days. For sure, but... White-collar tweaker. <laughs> Shout out Top Lerone. <laughs> Dude, 
It's just that that real. It, it's almost um, you feel like doing that tom beat, you know. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. But they, yeah. they don't really hit that low end there. They got a chance to. They kind of go like treble, but with this weird, yeah, heavy beat. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, Shudder to Think, which is another band with a polarizing vocalist. They like to go for that really heavy but noisy a little somewhat atonal but just heavy as shit yeah like driving and it clean, into not fuzzed out but it. yeah like yeah. real similar yeah, but that's another band like either the vocals are gonna do it for you or you're gonna fucking hate it yeah <laughs> I mean it sounds like <laughs> You know, real like Native American chant almost there. I don't know what, what I don't think it refers to that at all. Right. But it's one of those yeah. things that I feel where mostly this is just gonna sound a little bit strange, but mostly because of dancing at these shows. There's certain times that a pogo or just a shake <laughs> is all you, it's the only thing appropriate. Live shows as far as a category of letting loose dance wise at live shows i don't know your experience throughout any of this stuff but i'm going to give you a little bit of mine every now and then i like to do it yeah uh, i like to dance <laughs> uh, i like to get knocked on my ass during dinosaur jr at Lollapalooza. Yeah. i like to fucking feel the music sometimes in the back room of a tool show where i'm sta- i'm in standing room but i get to go like i'll stand near the back i don't need near the front but like i, I like to move yeah not every show this show, Primus, I like to move. Yeah, well, if the if the spirit moves you. So they're a pogo band. Like in this part, you're like, maybe you know some of that is driving from me. Uh, you know, uh, you just want to stomp. Yeah. You know, you want to. Very stompy. Yeah. Very, very. If you if you succumb to it, it makes you want to do that, and then you all of a sudden you're, you're hearing hey, yeah, and all of a sudden you gotta you dances with wolves with a fire burning. You started you started that Coachella trend of wearing the headdress to the. Uh, no, but you know you what? You got all those white girls onto that. No, no. But you, I saw it in, in uh, Burning Man 2005. All right. Uh, I liked I, this uh, crew of ladies came by the machine, and I saw uh, one of them I was very attracted to. Um, saw her later on in the festival, and she was dancing and with a dude, and he was wearing like the full-on chief oh, headdress. No. Oh, man. <laughs> and for a moment, I was like, that's a pretty solid move, though. <laughs> White as hell, huh? Like not a chance. I mean, like I mean, a little can. bit of, a little I mean, bit of. No, but I don't. Not think, even like no. my grandma was a Cherokee. No, no, no this no, was nothing. bought in the store. This oh, was not. <laughs> See, twenty three and me ruined my whole my whole dreams of Native American bloodlines. We used to call my grandma, tell her she was always Hopi all the time, and she'd be like Black Dutch, I'm like psych. There's no such thing. Stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is. <laughs> oh, Black Dutch? Black Dutch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Black so Irish, no, too. So no, no Native American? No. I, no it's not in the cards. There was a little talk in our family on my mom's side that there Everyone was Native American Everyone thinks there could there. be, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, uh, I don't know. Seems possible. Yeah. It feels, you feel like, a, you would feel like a more of a real American if it were so. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Tied to the land. Yes, or just less guilty all the time or something. Really grooving on that song? (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, 
See, what, see the kind of shit that song invokes and incites the kind of yeah. topics you would have with your friends as you're uh, rolling one up to that? I had a Native American police officer on the Quinault Indian Reservation um, when I told him that uh, I had I had part Mo- uh, not Mohawk, uh, a Montauk mm-hmm. Indian, told me to go back to New York. <laughs> and you know what? I, I knew I didn't have Montauk in it. Yeah. I was just at that point, I just was just where like, you grew being up. an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, I'm native. I grew, that's where I'm from. Native Montauk. Yeah, yeah. How do you? How does it uh, feel to own to own that part of the ocean? And he's like, feels good. <laughs> he was totally. He, he was kicking me and my buddy yeah, out of the like ocean. Being at your white prick. Yeah, totally. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just a straight up fuck you. Can't and, even. Uh, can't even be mad. And no, but that's why. That's why I engage. Because when you recognize a straight up fuck you, and you know you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. Then you can have fun with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, how much is this going to fucking let's joust a little bit? Feels pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, looks like it does. It looks like it does. Nice one. You're welcome. (laughs) I had people in the Caribbean when I was about to get the shit kicked out of me with a golf club. (laughs) I was like, like, looks like you guys got a real nice beach here, though. (laughs) (laughs) And they did. It's a good beach. The last time I was there. I liked it. You like you like to maybe go down with the getting the last word. Or, yeah, it's not so much the last word, but I'll, I would like to quip. see if if you put the power over to such that I need to leave now. Well, then I'll see how far. Sometimes you want to go as you notice that I'm leaving, but are right. we still talking? Got yeah, a yeah. deal. And you know, it's a, I just read the situation. I'm usually not the <laughs> asshole first. <laughs> usually. <laughs> Usually. I've never seen you be the asshole, Chris. I've seen you defend your honor and other people's honor before. It's admirable. I think you're uh what's the word? A righteous dude. Oh, thanks, bro. So there you go. Thanks, brother. I would go fishing with you anytime and we would play this song. This is gonna be a big theme for Primus. So this is Chronicle or chapter two. So obviously on the first album there was a chapter one it, it, well are they pulling this, a fuck this around? isn't john the fisherman though this is fish on this is fish on they got I, I don't know if they had on frizzle fry if john the fisherman was on there or if john the fisherman came after this huh. it's one of their best songs and uh, also harold uh, harold of the rocks which is <laughs> <laughs> it's more about crack and a friend <laughs> it's one of their first friend songs the um, but it's uh uh, another narrative There's song. Low end right there. This is basically a story of them fishing uh, <laughs> in San Francisco, and they'll mention the spot and all that shit. Oh, they gave away their fishing spot. Yeah, San Pablo they blew Bay. Blew it up for right this there one. On the record. But they they're talking about all of them going out and just having a nice little fishing trip, and it's I don't know the term for it, but where the music mimics the story, okay, or celebrates the story. It is theatrical that way. Okay. So maybe you're driving your boat out to your spot. Mm-hmm. You playing slide bass? That's a weird sound. Dude rarely uses frets. Yeah. Beyond fret.
so they're going out fishing. Ah. And then uh, as soon as I started eating a tuna salad sandwich, uh, we got a fish. <laughs> that's, the name of that's where the song's going. <laughs> this kind of tom beat coming, coming around to snare snaps, and then just that swirling. He did, it, one influenced me a huge uh, amount to sum that up. Derby Day on San Pablo Bay. Talking about another time when they were fishing now. <laughs> During Derby Day. All three different fishing vignettes. 100 pound sturgeon on 30 pound test. <laughs> you kidding me? It's a great feat. Grant for the gaff. All right. Six foot sturgeon. <laughs> so impressed he had to write this song called Fish On. So you know it was a three-foot sturgeon then, for real then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fishing story. It's still a good sturgeon, though. <laughs> it's still a big fish for a 30-pound test, even if they're exaggerating, which I think they might be. That's the whole point of a fishing story. Um, During American Life was that swirling bass line. This is yeah. where Tim Alexander takes kind of a swirling drum line. It's... it's mm-hmm. It's the turbulence that uh, celebrates the narrative of the song. Yeah, it rolls. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. (laughs) This is Hemingway right now. This old man of the sea happening. thing about Primus is it's tough to listen to Primus with anybody else unless they really like Primus. <laughs> my, my harsh and your mellow? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying you can't... Hang on, let's do what him and, him and Todd did. Oh. Him and Todd got a fish too, and it was sunny that day. Um... <laughs> No, I'm saying like if you wanted to listen to this, like you drive into with somebody in your car, oh, yeah, you're doing yeah. a ski trip or you're fucking whatever. <laughs> you're like, you got to be down. You, yeah, you can't just slide in. Prim- Most other bands, you can kind of slide There's in. No half stepping. <laughs> Grateful Dead. Oh, if even they don't really like Grateful Dead, you can get away for it for a little uh, while. Guess, it's still yeah, musically, sure. you know. These, you can attach to it. Right. Like the Doors, these guys kind of go real thematic <laughs> at times. They just break from song structure. They this break. Is, is like the uh, yeah, it's like the end, but it's about fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fisherman awoke before dawn. Grabbed <laughs> his pole from the ancient gallery and he baited the hook. <laughs> yeah, that was a real. That was the uh, recording of a real effects. Foley. Appreciate that Ooh. Tom run there. It's a good old fashioned freak out right here. Yeah. This was almost the end soundtrack to Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of something like Chili Peppers would play for like three minutes before they start actually doing like give it away now or something <laughs> songs yeah like yeah what are you doing I don't know <laughs> going in for another two and a half minutes yeah doing the hurricane finger mm-hmm. 
And then no, all of a sudden it's <laughs> thematically, Jared, what's happening is is it, the line is running out. It's, uh, it, that fish has got it. And now they're starting here. to they're starting to they're trying to manage it. Reel it in. Trying to yeah. Take it easy. I wonder. If, ooh, what's going on? Let's get some of that line back in it's there. A battle. Oh, this is, is gonna, gonna have a video. I think there's gonna be some push and pull. Hmm? Oh, that's that's pulling on the rod for sure. Yeah, Shakespeare, fiberglass, rod. Yeah. <laughs> Unbreakable. Hey, don't spoil the next verse. <laughs> Shakespeare, fiberglass, rod is strong. <laughs> Reversible jacket when I write this song. <laughs> My Snoopy push button. <laughs> Real. <laughs> so... John the Fisherman is a way better fishing song for Primus. Okay. Um, it, I'm it, not it, mad at this, but yeah, yeah. No, no, this is all right. It, it, and but it's there. It's kind of a maybe Rush anthem thing. They, they're again it's a little dark wave vibe off it. Just, uh, the, the the dynamic ups and downs and the there's some there's some groundswell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like it. Yeah. How many more do we have for this album? Uh, this is the penultimate track. After this is Los Bastardos. Right. So kind of like um, uh, other albums we've seen before on this podcast, they do the bookend. They, um, okay. We didn't, we didn't do Pearl Jam's 10 because that's the first album. But uh, in this time, the, the bookend album, the one that you can kind of roll around, th- this qualifies for that. Okay. Kind of like how, uh, is it The Wall? We'll do that or is it? The final cut. One of the Pink Floyd albums will do the same thing. Yeah. And that's always neat. So it's going to be like the... uh, There's too much joy going on upstairs. You hear that? Unbridled joy happening upstairs. Knock it off! (laughs) Sounds like there's rejoicing. This time of night, that's rare. So you and Quincy are working your way through the Predator series. (laughs) Why are you going to make it hot that I'm a bad father? (laughs) No bad dad? dad. (laughs) We got to bring back bad dad, by the way. She was bugging me and bugging me forever, just like when she wanted to start watching zombie movies, and I told her to knock it off. Yeah. She was like, oh, dad, he was on the um, whatever stupid cartoon that she likes. and uh, It's not stupid. It's actually pretty funny. Uh, The the, the teen... uh, The DC yep, all this Teen Titans sense. go. You know what I'm talking about? Like Robin. Robin and Cyborg. Oh, oh I like the Teen Titans. They, they're zany. Shit is funny, man. It is shit. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he showed up <laughs> on, he. I don't know why he was in an episode and then Quincy got all obsessed and then. Predator was? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I said, okay, I'll watch the first like one with you. I that is expanding. It's not great for, you know, a kid of, of that age, I guess. But I was there next to her. And I would you cough loudly it. when the guy was making the bad pussy jokes. Yeah, I would yeah. distract her for 30 seconds. That was pretty, I think that's a good dad move. That's a very right good there. dad move. Oh, in my family, it was awkward silence. And guess what? <laughs> I read it. <laughs> so, you know, I distract. And she liked it a lot. So then we watched the second one the next, maybe two nights later. And she liked it a lot. I didn't like it so much. Yeah. I didn't think it was so good. Pretty bad. Um, so yeah, and we're in yeah, the middle she, of the third She one. picked up on the detail. She saw, and, and I bet you had part of this to deal with, but she, or to do with, but she saw the alien skull in, oh, yeah, yeah. in the I saucer. That out. Yeah. 
But because I, I think that's I don't think I noticed that the first time I watched it. Yeah. Because Alien was, versus Predator wasn't a thing yet. No, no, but that was um that was one of the that's a good early Easter egg that had to be passed along. Um, by analog. Word of, yeah, yeah, it had to be analog, dude. Nineteen ninety. That one I felt good checking out live, and I was just like, I don't, I didn't like Predator Two. They they expanded on the weapon yeah. a little bit, and you know, Danny Glover was coming hot off of like Lethal Weapon and stuff like that. I wanted to support Danny Glover because I like him. Yeah, and, and I, he was like the everyman. Like he would he would get winded yeah. when he got in fights. Exactly. He did. He know he was doing for <laughs> but the he shit. kept going though. Yeah, he never gave up. Yeah, like, he still he took a lot of breathing breaks. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I have fucking. This resonates with me. I feel you, man. Yeah, yeah. And you want to like him, and he's charismatic. He's a cool guy. Yep. Couldn't save that movie. No, but the alien skull kind of kind of paid off. That was like <laughs> made uh, it all worthwhile. What? Because you know there was uh, comic book wise during this time, nineteen ninety one. We got a lot of what ifs going on. Yeah. We got a uh, Chris Claremont going strong in X Men, and and the world, the Marvel world, is really. Uh, just in stride and so yeah. so seeing a crossover because that was kind of the big shit around here and then into into the next few years this crossover shit which is what the uh thank that you very not, much for it's not me there's another drop i appreciate it jared for the for the it was ding. me that's your sister thanks tars oh uh, yeah she's blowing oh, us no, up man i was on silent mode that's you yeah yeah no that was me <laughs> <laughs> but but the funny thing is I got my laptop open, my phone's on silent, but apparently if the laptop is open, uh, we're dialing in all this technology. Yo. Dude, point being is I don't know why you don't like Danny Glover. I like Danny Glover, and uh, I think Lethal Weapon 1, 2, and 3 was uh, fine cinematography. I celebrate all four. Let's take us out on this fucking Primus Sailing the Seas of Cheese. Thanks for staying with us. See? That's from the young ones. You bastards! Yeah. It's sampling. Sampling fools. Having fun in the studio. You know that this was an was just a jam. Mm-hmm. The, the bastards, they got on this kind of... Yeah. A little modulation, a little it's progression. Like how the Beatles would do it. Exactly. Full on reprise or reprise, however you say it. It's an appreciation. You see it. Hear it. Hear that come. Yeah. It was, it was, if they're going to make a new Monty Python movie, this would have to be in it. So Primus wrote South Park theme. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, right. they, they, they put their. God. They put their tendrils. That's bank. Yeah, how many right, years dude. that show went on the air? No wonder they don't make albums. Still like, can't be fucking bothered. Give us accounting checks. Yeah, let's pull. Jerk it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he did. Oh, Les, uh, Oysterhead. He did uh, the Frog Brigade. He's yeah. unless he's got just silly projects. Oh yeah, projects. he's really shooting for the mainstream. I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's got he's got what fuck you money. Out. You yeah. know he's got fuck you money. Yeah. I think he wants to be a butcher. Some like fuck everybody money. Like I. I like he starred in, like, I think Daniel Day Lewis played him in fucking Gangs in New York. I don't know. <laughs> I never thought about that before today, but they gotta be. That's gotta be so nice. Yeah. Those, those South Park checks in perpetuity, just in syndication forever, five times a day, get streaming on the internet. And 
every time, like, they don't really, you know, uh, it's, it's similar to The Simpsons. They don't really fuck, they don't fuck around with their theme music. Family Guy, too, you know, those, sure. those old school ones. The lyrics, the things that Kenny would say muffled through his scarf would, would change after a few seasons. Yeah, and they would do, you know, the fourth grade or whatever, yeah. promote them every now and then, yeah. and then uh, moving up there. <laughs> Yeah, come on, don't stop fucking with me, some friends of mine. That's probably the most popular Primus song in the world. Oh, the most heard by <laughs> by far. Sure. But you don't even, it doesn't even sneak in there. You, you don't see them in interviews. You don't see fucking, <laughs> these guys always kind of kept to themselves in a weird world, you yeah. know? Um, which is maybe emblematic of going out onto a fishing boat. They're, they're kind of uh, grassroots right. band. You had to be into Primus. You had to be introduced to Primus. Um, and it was kind of like a little club that you got. You know, if you fucking, <laughs> oh, you like Primus. Holy shit. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they go out there on their you fishing boat. You have to be slightly antisocial. Yeah, it's got to, you got to be, there's quirk. You got to, <laughs> well, <laughs> acceptable he, quirk. Did uh, he not, um, Les Claypool, did he not, didn't he go to high school with some of the Metallica guys? Oh, I don't know, man. I think they were in San Francisco around the same time. I think they, he went they, to high school with somebody. There's, I not Lars, obviously. He no, was I'm busy not. being homeschooled. By <laughs> Jim Brewer has an awesome story about. <laughs> I watched it last night about him. Does he do an impression of Lars? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Is it good? And, oh, it's awesome. I think it is. Yeah, we will watch it after this. <laughs> yes. it's, it's him talking about a night out with Lars in uh-huh. New York City, where he eventually ended up not being cool enough, and Lars stopped calling him. <laughs> But it is it is so good. Yeah, Jim Brewer hanging out with Lars Ulrich in New York City. Hilarious. Uh, probably around this time, because Brewer's going hard on Saturday Night Live, 1991. Yeah. This year of Saturday Night Live, this era, we got with fucking Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, Jim Brewer coming on early. Goat boys. Sandler, fucking Farley, David Spade, Rob Schneider, uh, fucking... Kevin Nealon. Murderer's Row. Uh, fucking. Uh, I think Tim Meadows was there. Tim Meadows. Uh, what's, he would um, be for the next decade. Oh, I'm forgetting the ladies' names. Uh, Jane Hooks was off by this time. Gloria was off by this time. Um, Dunn, Rebecca, Nora, Monica, Nora. Janice, they were all off by this time. <laughs> Nora Dunn. That's what Nora I was thinking. Nora Dunn? Of. Nora Dunn going strong. Yeah, yeah. Strong in the paint. Yes. Um, it was a cool. It was a Primus cool ever play on SNL? Maybe, I don't know. That might have been cool if that happened. <laughs> we could look that wow. up too. Primus played on SNL. Yeah. Google it, everybody. Let's do it. it. They're worth a rabbit hole, yeah. for sure. Well, uh, shit, Jared. I got to say that I'm maybe a little more open to listening to some other albums by them again. it's I've It's been decades since I've actually given it the old college try. And I enjoyed a lot more of that than I thought I would. Yeah. I purposely didn't listen to it since we decided I wanted to be kind of yeah, you're going to take the fresh approach. Be fresh about it. Yeah. I got to say, I value that, and it's rare on the podcast that, you know, Pharaoh for me, was a fresh approach. Mm-hmm. You got Primus was a fresh approach for you. And um, I know, dude, you still roll Madonna's like a virgin. That's getting rough. <laughs> I can't stop. Having your singer-songwriter I fantasies. I can't you, stop. Oh, yeah, fuck God. you. Which is, go get your shine box, you <laughs> <Yeah>. asshole. <laughs> Dude, I like the drops. I gotta come. I gotta, you gotta come, come correct, correct with you, brother. I got it. I got a jack for you. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, yeah. On this episode? No. <laughs> nope. Is 
that the drop of one uh, that doesn't? You son of a bitch. How dare you? Uh, yeah, on the night. How dare you speak to me? See you on the next episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Karate man bruised on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. Smoke weed every day.